Hello and welcome to the Pants Party After Party. I am your host, Harrison Starr, joined as always by Ben Ross. Ben, how are you doing? Humble break with a beer bottle that doesn't need a bottle opener. I respect that. I've just picked up a uh, one of the stupid gimmicky champagne bottles of Miller High Life at the store today. Oh, fantastic. We only have out at the end of the year. <laughs> uh, good stuff. I not as good as these Hawkeyes. I know, not as good as these Hawkeyes. We'll we'll talk about the high life uh, probably to open next episode. But um, really, just one of the wild turnarounds in my time as an Iowa Hawkeye fan. Uh, after going down uh, 14-0 in the first half, looking like <laughs> a totally moribund offense defense behind the eight ball in terms of field position uh <laughs> come through 35 straight points um what is that that six straight scores in one of the wild comebacks in Iowa history it feels weird to call it a comeback because it was 14 13 at half but still um it was that's the definition of a comeback and really Ben the, the story of the game is uh, Spencer Petrus's um, complete turnaround uh, looked horrible on probably his first eight to ten dropbacks. Took a couple sacks, um, balls at the feet of uh, Tyler Goodson to finish. Uh, I saw somewhere it was eighteen to twenty-one, two twenty yards, three touchdowns. Uh, final stats: um, eighteen to twenty-eight, two twenty. Uh, 7.9 yards per average, uh, yards per attempt and three touchdowns. Just just a wild, wild uh, second half. Uh, so, Ben, your initial thoughts? I mean, there were, we had absolutely no reason to believe <clears throat> this was going to happen. Spencer Petrus completed two passes in the first four drives uh, of Iowa. Uh, for those drives, I've got I've, those first four drives, I've got the drive chart right here. Uh, three plays, five yards, punt. Three plays, negative two yards, punt. Six plays, 25 yards, 20 of those yards coming on a fullback catch from Potty Bomb. Uh, six plays, 25 yards, punt. And then four plays, 17 yards, punt. I mean, everybody was clamoring for Alex Padilla or anybody not named Spencer Petrus. And uh, we you just have to give credit. And I don't think the coaches ever – were unless Petrus would have gone and because he wasn't turning the ball over nope. and none of it, none of it, like he did have some bad passes, but none of those passes were in danger of getting intercepted that I can remember. Um, and I think, I think there was one design QB run that he kind of misread. I could be wrong, but you have to give credit to the coaching staff knowing that they're going to go with their guy uh, for it, for any multitude of reasons that they have. And, you know, it, it felt like, too, and I said this in the Slack, that if they even had put in Padilla or a different quarterback, it felt like a throwing him to the wolf situation because I was offensive line was getting kind of man, – not manhandled, but they weren't playing well. Alark Jackson had a pretty rough first half. He had a pretty bad holding penalty. Uh, and the whole – I mean, just – you have to credit Illinois. I think their starting corner – uh, ended up being out for the game. He got hurt early in the first quarter. And that kind of, I think, opened up actually the opportunity 
for the offense to make um, make some plays. But I can't remember. I don't think I would be interesting to see what the live betting was would have been for Iowa when they were down fourteen nothing, because I don't think anybody could have predicted like maybe a nail biting Iowa win off of a Keith Duncan field goal. But this game was over uh, with with probably you know this game was over with twenty minutes left to play. Yeah, uh, it, it was wild because it it was just an avalanche once that um, that third quarter hit. I mean, I guess eight points, not necessarily, but um, early in the fourth quarter, um, touchdown, touchdown. Uh, you know, and, and they did what they did the the against Minnesota in a way with another fifteen yard drive. Illinois switched quarterbacks and. Um, they were unable to convert on that. And it just felt like this Iowa defense has totally found its rhythm in terms of, you know, taking some punches, um, but still being, being there in the end because Brandon Peters was on fire um, to start he the was game. A diamond cutter. He started yeah. six, and six and he had a really great run, two really great runs on the two consecutive touchdown drives. And well, he, he he didn't end the game. Like if you yeah. saw the first quarter, Richard <laughs> Petrus and Brandon Peters, and asked who was going to end the game for the, on the team on the bench, not out of injury, but for performance. My God, uh, absolutely unbelievable. <laughs> uh, so you have to give credit to Phil Parker from really, you know, putting the clamps on. And I mean, it seemed like everybody had a banner day for Iowa. The stat I haven't gotten the defensive stats report yet. Um, but everybody played, everybody played great. Yeah. And it was in a game where Iowa didn't even turn them over. Like, I mean, it was, it was just a, a, a mono mono type of performance where, Hey, we're just going to see who the better team is. And credit to Brian Ferentz. I think that this was probably, he's, he's put together some really good stretches, um, this season. I think really what it felt like in that second quarter was just get this to halftime, just get it to halftime, no mistakes, just regroup. We have our guy. Um, I did notice Alex Padilla was wearing his helmet. I don't know if that was like uh, something he always does, but it seemed a little um, maybe more unique, but I remember there was discussion about like during the bowl game, Iowa's quarterbacks always throw um, between series. So maybe it, it was just how he does that. But it, it, I was waiting for him to mention, you know, what Padilla was doing on the broadcast. And I don't think they ever, I don't think they had said his name once. No, I mean, well, even, even like explaining who I was backup quarterback was during like normal color. I don't think they said his name once. So th- that kind of told me that unless, you know, they just weren't monitoring the situation, which I don't believe that, that that's the case. It just, you know, sh- sh- telegraphed me that he wasn't even in con- consideration. Exactly. And and I think that that's always this. You wrote it in your headline. Trust the process. This is how Kirk Ferentz operates. He has his guy at the quarterback position and for better or for worse. And for my money, that first quarter was the worst quarterbacking I had seen in a long time, um, barring turnovers and pick sixes. They were just truly, truly bad throws. Um, but stuck with it and 
this has been kind of my mantra the whole season is just move forward. Like, I mean, once those two losses took Iowa out of contention for the division, just move forward every single game. And it's hard to call this anything but Spencer Petrus's biggest step forward. And it establishes um, his ceiling a little bit because we, we hadn't, seen that we had seen no stretch out of you know a drive here and there some oh I get it type of throws um we hadn't seen that um but now that we have it does it justifies a lot of the way that Kirk Ferentz operates and I I said it on Twitter in like a, a reply if I'm Alex Padilla this is the game where I know where I'm going next because um this is Petrus's job to lose now. I don't see the job getting opened up. Um, you know, it, this was a big step forward and barring something, a complete reversal against Wisconsin. And we've seen that before, right? I mean, Iowa went from Ohio State in 2017 to Wisconsin. Uh, maybe Nate Stanley's worst game of his career. Um, but to me, this this is Spencer Petrus's team for as long as possible, even though like <laughs> there were times where like you saw receivers just shaking their heads at how bad some of those throws were um, because they were horrible. They were just so bad. I mean, I but, thought we were going to have a Randy Moss moment uh, with uh, Amir Smith-Marset after it. I mean, I, I think he did it. Tw- I can remember twice ISM's body language not being positive, but after the it, it wasn't an overthrow he just threw the ball away on the on the on i was second field goal drive where they started at first and goal at the five and it, it was um throw away bad bad fade to brandon smith who had a great game and overthrow uh, or throw away rather and um i mean I, all the receivers i guess was covered i don't know where, on that particular ball i don't know why your patriots could have done there i mean there were there are three or four other I, there was i remember one seam i think in the third quarter i, I mean after petrus had gotten hot that he completely missed what would have been a 30 to 40 yard gain and perhaps a touchdown to ism but it's like i yeah for for this game overall the, the overarching my point not point but my takeaway is Petrus went from being problematic to a problem. This is the first time he's been a problem for other defenses, other teams in his career. And he'll, I mean, it's going back to like how we used to say a few years ago, or even just last year, that if Brian Ferentz were <clears throat> to on his job application, 75 of it, 75% of it would be the Ohio state game <laughs> right now for Spencer Petrus, his job application is 90% of Illinois. Wouldn't you say? Uh, maybe eighty percent, and you know, seems right. <laughs> you 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 really just have to work off of this. Uh, honestly, I don't know anything about the Wisconsin defense next week, but you just you have to build off of this because we've seen your low lows, and now that we've tasted already, now that we know you're capable of doing this, and it's not like Illinois' defense is good. Lovey Smith, that's always his. Uh, I mean, he's a defensive coach. He's probably he's a de facto defensive coordinator. Um, nobody's arguing that. So he was able to do this um, when there were much weaker defenses in front of him. He wasn't able to do in the past. But you know, maybe things are coming together. From things are clicking finally to end the year, as we see 
always, you're not always, but you know, that's the, one of the stereotypes of Iowa football is ending the year strong. And I mean, Petrus had four touchdowns going into this game in the previous five games and he scored three today. So that kind of tells you all, all you need to know really about, really about it. And my, I would like to, unless you have something to say, I'd like to put out a hot take. Um, you can let me do it now. Yeah, do it. Okay, so we you always talk about tightening up rotations in basketball. Well, mm. today Petrus only completed passes to uh, one, two, three, six players, and two of them were only two were wide receivers and two were tight ends. And then, yeah, you know, Goodson had two catches and Potty Bomb had the one. So tightened up his receiver receivers there. You know, Tyron Tracy didn't get a catch. Nico Ruggani didn't get a, get a catch. Um, they got, you know, Regani was not there at all really in the game. It didn't, it didn't feel like, and, uh, Laporta and Bayer both had, you know, maybe their best game, best games of their career. Not, yeah, maybe their best games of their careers. And, you know, if Petrus is a type of person who has this ride or die guys, then, and if that's the, this team needs to win, then so be it. Yeah. I think that, um, he really leaned on the tight ends in that second quarter. Um, it, it seemed like they were the guys he was most comfortable going to. He hit the, I don't know if it was necessarily um, multiple seam plays. There was one where he hit, it was definitely a seam to, to Laporta that may have gone off the hands of uh, a defender. And then there was the, oh, yeah. the, the in route. Um, he, got, that, he, he got bailed out there yeah i mean i don't know where, i'm cu- i'm curious to know where that pass was going if it didn't get it <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> it was gonna totally because it went right that. where went right to where buyer was or the porter was so yeah. i don't know <laughs> what would have happened then um and then i think that the last thing uh from a offensive standpoint and this has kind of been the thing that i had discussed in terms of if if we're not going to be able to get the ball to a lot of receivers, let's involve some guys in the running game a little differently. And the Wildcat leaned on that to, to really kind of close out the game. It almost felt like a, um, you, you guys are going to throw out your running quarterback and Isaiah Williams. Um, I'm going to do the exact same thing with Tyler Goodson. And it felt like, um, I can't remember, but it's one of those memes where it's just like, again, again, and two of Iowa's biggest running plays happened on that drive between a reverse to Marset uh, and then Tyrone Tracy out of the backfield, uh, 21 yards, uh, just barely missed a touchdown. Um, I, you know, I, I know Kirk Ferentz is always afraid of two quarterback systems. It makes sense. But when you have um, a guy like Goodson and you can use the run game to um, – get the ball in the hands of different playmakers. Uh, you know, it, 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 it's a great alternative, I think, um, in a way that Kirk Ferentz necessarily hasn't had before. So, um, really just after one of the truly horrible, horrible first quarters I I had witnessed as, as an Iowa fan in recent memory, um, they, they turned it around big win. Uh, I, I had no, 
illusion that they were going to cover coming into the game. The fact that they won it by basically 21 ended up 14. Um, the twos got in. Like, I mean, pfft, wild, wild game, Ben. Wild game. So closing thoughts? Yeah, it's a backdoor. I mean, everywhere was a final. It was a closing spread 14, wasn't it? Uh, oh, did it end up at 14 and yeah, a half? I think I, I think it ended at 14. Uh, I don't know. Oh, yeah, it did. That's what I, I, I don't think. So it was a backdoor goddamn push from in a garbage time touchdown to Williams, but whatever. Um, I mean, the, the thing about it is the game, you know, I was thinking about, like, who would you give the game ball to? And you have to give it to Petrus yeah. only because everyone on defense, you, you, you can't pick a single defender to give it to. Golston, I think, had a really great game. Nixon, of course. Um, even not Merriweather did all of the – we talk about, what, what is it, hidden yards or secret yards on offense. Merriweather, I feel like, did that on the defense mm. side of the ball. And Dane Belton, too, uh, was really great. So, like, every everybody, and then Joe Evans seems like he was in on – uh, every single rush he had, uh, I'd be interested to see his snap counts today because I saw the number thirteen, which I love seeing on the defensive line, uh, quite quite a bit today. Yeah, yeah, it, it was a, a true team win, uh, one that felt unexpected, um, and really, you know, with just Wisconsin presumably left, I think Iowa from a win percentage standpoint has locked up second place but if they can well, if northwestern loses next week i will and i will wins i will have a better win percentage i don't want to discuss this ben we can do it on monday we'll do it on monday because tonight it is time to enjoy the rest of an iowa win you know that 24-hour rule we abide by it here on the pants party so for ben ross i am harrison star go hawks I'm gonna go kick some ass in Catan.